Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of Seb Talk Sports. Sponsored by Memsham UK. The place to go to for brand new, authentic, signed NFL memorabilia. That intro music and podcast theme was created by all pro New York Giants running back, now music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Go and check him out on all of his social media platforms at For Still Running on Twitter and Instagram and his music under David E. Wilson across all good music streaming services. He's free for business, so drop him a message if you want some beats for your podcast, adverts, commercial absolutely anything you need before i get into this episode i just want to say that if you're not already following seb talk sports across all platforms then please do you can find me on facebook seb talk sports youtube seb talk sports twitter at seb talk sports and instagram where i'm primarily active again it's at seb talks sports today i've got a very special guest because it's the man whose work you just heard at the top of this episode an all pro running back who holds the giants franchise record for all purpose yards in a single game when going off for 320 seven yards and three touchdowns in 2012 against the Saints, who's now turned to producing his own great music. His work is the soundtrack of this very podcast, and it was fantastic to have him on the show. It's the brilliant David Wilson. Enjoy. My guest today is an all-pro running back and holder of the New York Giants franchise record for all-purpose yards in a single game when he burned up the Saints defense in 2012 for 327 yards and three touchdowns. And now he makes music for his fans to enjoy. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome David Wilson to Seb Talk Sports. David, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be on the show. You got it, man. Thanks for coming on yeah, today. for sure, for sure. What would you say were your earliest memories of playing football and how did you end up becoming a running back in particular? Yeah, so my earliest uh, stages of playing football actually at uh, I was like two years old, and I had a Redskins uniform mm. that my dad had purchased for me. Uh, apparently, I was asking for it, but I don't remember <laughs> that. But I remember seeing the pictures and being out on the field and uh, posing as a quarterback and kicking mm. the ball. And my first year playing, I uh, like really played defense. When I went to practice, I really hit the guy hard. And uh, a drill we was doing, and everybody was like, oh, man, I was eight years old at that time. <laughs> but, yeah, the earliest stage was like three years old, two years old playing football. Wow. Uh, just like in a field by myself, but actually in uh, organized competition. I was eight years old, mm. and I was a wild man on defense. <laughs> then uh, I picked up a uh, – I made a play where I actually like, stripped the ball from, uh, like, the quarterback or something. I hit the quarterback and picked up the ball and, like, took off running. And, and like, mm. after that, my coach was like, you need to run the ball. We just need to hike <laughs> you the ball and you run. <laughs> so I was like a, a, a scat quarterback, mm. like a Michael Vick for, like, the youth league. <laughs> yeah, I used Amazing. To like hike the ball and then take off running. So then after that, uh, you know, we got to older where like passing was more mm. uh, a thing that was going on. So they was like, man, you really uh, shine when you got the ball in hand. So let's just hand it to you and you be the running back. So from there, I just went to running back. And then I wanted to be a running back ever since. Awesome. Going to your college career now, you had a fantastic college career. 2011 ACC Player of the Year in your junior year, an award won by NFL greats including Lawrence Taylor, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and Matt Ryan, some of the guys who have won it before. <laughs> a first-team All-ACC again in your junior year, and then an ACC champion in your sophomore season in 2010 on a roster including talents such as Chargers QB Tyrell Taylor and Rock Carmichael, who I recently interviewed as well. How much did you enjoy your time at Virginia Tech, and which lesson was most valuable to you when you turned pro? I'll say I learned a lot, like I learned a lot, like along the way. But uh, the main thing that stuck with me from Virginia Tech is what Coach Beamer's always said. He said, mm. we're going to do some of this. We're going to get it going over here. And we're going to get fired up. And we're going to get it going over here. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's what stuck with me the most. Mm -hmm. You got to get something going over here. You got to get something going over here. How much did you enjoy your time on the Hokies? Man, I love Blacksburg. Mm. Yeah, being in Lane Stadium, coming through the tunnel, mm. here in the Sandman, and being over there to see all those Hokie fans jumping. Mm. And, man, that's electric playing in there. Mm. Uh, I feel like other teams and opponents feel the same way. Your college career meant you were a well-deserved first-round pick when you were taken by the Giants at 32nd overall. Not a lot of players in NFL history are able to say they were taken in the first round. So you're part of an elite group of players there. So how did it feel to get that yeah. call from general manager Jerry Reese on the first night of the draft and become a New York Giant who'd obviously just won the Super Bowl? So what did it mean to you and your family? Man, it was life-changing. And it was something that I had worked for for a long time. Like I said, I started playing when I was two, like putting a helmet on and stuff. Yeah. So, man... And wanting to be and declaring that I wanted to be in the NFL at the age of eight and, and taking the strides to do that, uh, that night meant a lot. Yeah, that night meant a lot. So waiting for that call and all the other teams, you know, picking their players and you just waiting for your chance to get mm -hmm. your phone ringing. And, uh, you know, big New York yeah, called me 201. And uh, there was a New Jersey area code and I knew exactly who it was. So I answered the phone. I was ecstatic, man. And mm -hmm. I was excited to get up there and get to work and start playing with my mm -hmm. teammates because I like Love football, it's a passion. Absolutely. Okay, so I've got to talk about that Saints game because on the 9th of December 2012, MetLife Stadium, in a 52-27 win over the Drew Brees-led Saints, got a total of 327 yards, 100 rushing <laughs> and 227 on kick returns, which is a record that still stands to this day as the most all-purpose in a single game for the New York Giants across their entire history. Yeah. What does that achievement mean to you? And can you describe that feeling when you cross the end zone for the third time that game? Yeah, so like we said, being drafted to the Giants was already a big deal. And, you know, this like this elite group, uh, an organization looks at you as like, yeah, we can bring you on and like really help build the team around you kind of thing. Uh, that's what you normally do with your first pick. You kind of like try to pick somebody you can build. Yeah. The team kind of go that direction with them. Uh, so, man, that was ecstatic. And then when I got that, that night, just going into that game, everything was clicking right and everything was clicking right in practice. And I knew I could go out there and just run. So uh, at that point of the season, I just really, uh, like, was coming on and just, like, coming close to getting big kick returns throughout the season, as you mentioned, like, uh, having the most kick return yards. Uh, but, like, stuff like that coming close. And then just that week, it was just like, man, I'm just run. I'm going, to, I'm going this time. <laughs> so the first time it was, like, close, and I was like, no, we're not starting this again. We're not having a bunch of close ones. I'm getting one this game. Yeah. Uh, so – Man, credit to my teammates and everybody else around me to help me accomplish all that because, like, it was some key blocks and, like, they set it up perfect. And I was able to use my talent to run mm. and create memories for everybody in that stadium and everybody watching TV that night. Uh, they get the, uh, they got to live and be in that moment with me. So that was special. And that, obviously, 2012 season was a particularly special one for you because your ability on special teams meant you were included in the 2012 All-Pro team, which is not shared by some of the players that year, including Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Adrian Peterson, obviously MVP that year, Calvin Johnson, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, JJ Watt, DeMarcus <laughs> yeah. Blair. Like, the list goes on and on. This is an incredible list of players, some of the best players to ever play. So what does that 2012 All-Pro status mean to you? How does it feel to stand alongside some of those great players? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you remember, my, my rookie season started off rocky, kind of. Mm. You know, I laid it up in the preseason and then going uh the Cowboys and then I fumbled. Mm. And everybody was like, you know, I showed emotion. Not only did I fumble, I showed emotion and I showed how passionate I was for the game. Uh when you're supposed to have this kind of like poker face kind of mentality. Uh, so and being in the big spotlights of New York, they ate that up. Mm. And uh but that didn't change me. I always had a passion for the game and it was always gonna carry it that way. Uh as if 
you watch me throughout my career, you'll see me like trying to get my teammates pumped up and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, trying to be involved and be a spark for that team. So Coach Coughlin actually named me the, like the spark of the team that mm -hmm. year. And uh, he was like, man, once you, when you get that kick return going, you get the offense, you set us up real nice. And you're that spark for the team. So having a Super Bowl coach call you that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having people on the field and your teammates looking at you for that. Uh, man, that's a big that's a big deal. And uh, so I took that and I wore it on my shoulders. You played with some great players, not only with that old pro team, but during your time with the Giants. I could list off yeah. like Eli Manning, Armand Bradshaw, Victor Cruz, Martellus Bennett. JPP, OC, Linville Joseph, some great, great names. Yeah, Justin um, Tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who would you say was the greatest ever teammate you ever had? And as a running back, who was your toughest ever single opponent? I'll say all my teammates, man. I had so many great teammates. You know, I was real cool with, like, as far as, like, brother, like, bro like a brother vibe. Uh, it was mm -hmm. kind of like, while I was on the team, it was like Ruben Randall. Uh, we kind of came in together as rookies. He was drafted yeah. in the second round. So, uh, man, him, we had more like a brother vibe. Like, he lived right down the hall in the same building I lived in. So we used to come to each other's condos and just kick it or whatever, or like hit the city kind of thing. Uh, and then like I had that relationship with a lot of my teammates. Mm. Uh, but one that stood out is Justin Tuck. Mm. Uh, when I got there as a rookie, I was like rolling my like my jersey up so you could see my six pack, right? So I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to have a six pack, but it was like hot. It's like we in training camp and it's yeah. hot. So it's like yeah, the most they, most of my skin could be out the better, right? <laughs> so him and uh, OC called me over there and was like, man, put your shirt down. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, it was like a rookie thing. Like, they was like, man, put your shirt down. And it was, I was like, I was like, wow, what, what's wrong with that? And it was like, man, we ain't got no abs. If you ain't trying to help us get a six pack like that, you can't show yours. You're embarrassing <laughs> us. <laughs> so... So they was like, uh, so I like laughed it off like you did, kinda. And they yeah. was like, no, I'm serious. Pull your shirt down. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, uh, you, they was like, look, I tell you what, you pull your shirt down, we'll protect you. Mm. We'll make sure, we'll make sure none of the rookie stuff happened to you, kind of thing. <laughs> so from that day forward, I was kind of good from there. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Your NFL career was cut short by a series of recurring neck injuries, spinal stenosis in that week five game against the Eagles. And then obviously you retired in August of 2014, sensibly, and you hung up your cleats for good. I know a lot of players struggle with retirement because they miss the sort of camaraderie with the teammates, like you were just saying, and just playing football because that's all they ever wanted to do. So how did you deal with your early retirement? And did you struggle having to leave football as a career? Man, yeah, that was hard because, uh, you know, all my life I worked for there. And that, like you said, I was only there. I was in my second year, and I I just been been named the starter for the New York Giants. Yeah, and then like six games later, five games later, it's like uh, that was my last game. Mm. So it was like really just like a promising career and everything. Like you said, you listed the awards that I had and everything, uh, but obviously it was something else in the plan. And uh, you know, I got a beautiful family right now, raising yeah. my family. I got three beautiful sons and a wife, and I got a lot of love around me. So. I'm glad that I can be here and be healthy and be able to enjoy all that stuff. Uh, even though scoring a touchdown feel good. I, don't, I haven't felt the feeling that match mm. the experiences that I'm going through right now. It's a great time for you right now because since retiring, you've made great use of your time and started making music, which is awesome. Yeah. We can see you in your studio right now, which looks really cool. Oh, and I'll say my favorite track is probably for Optimum, but I love all the tracks and I can't wait to see what you've yeah, got yeah. in the future. Yeah, some great stuff. So what made you want to get into creating music and what goals or collabs do you have for the future you can share? Yeah, so, man, I just really like make, making music. I like creating, and I like being creative as a person. Uh, that's been a part of me all my life as well. 
So like as a young age, I was winning art contests and like in high school, it was like Southern art. Mm. Um, and uh, I went to an art school in Woodrow Wilson. So like, just they like kind of like, my dad worked for the Smithsonian Museum mm. in Washington, DC. So like growing up, I'm around all this like different cultures and different like uh, aspects of life. So it just like, my dad was creative and it just kind of rubbed off, you know? Mm. And, and uh, my mom also like was very creative. So, man, I just got into music because I really like was like liking the sounds and was inspired by Michael Jackson. And then mm. when I heard like uh, artists like Kanye West, like and seeing them like make their own beats and like seeing like, oh, that's how you, that's how you can create it. You can create yeah. these things you like. Uh, and it like opened your horizon. So like you get you get down and you can just get dirty with it. And just like like I had since I uh, had the time to like actually sit down and I actually taught myself how to make beats and record and everything and uh just start working on it bit by bit and uh now whenever i hear a song or my i'm inspired by artists or i'm inspired just by life i can just come down right now in my studio and and, and record it in that moment that i record will be there forever yeah and it'll be here longer than me uh just the other day like my kids my oldest son is three years old as i mentioned i got three of them and two of them uh my middle son is two years old so they in the room playing and then all of a sudden I hear them like singing the lyrics to my song just like random like hey. they just in there like just enjoying themselves and then I hear them like it's okay it's okay hey. I love you and it's like man I'm glad I'm saying something positive actually on my music as well mm. because like kids pay attention and they inspire mm. uh you know so I don't know if you can hear this can you hear this yeah 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 so this is a beat that I was like hey. working on Oh, nice. So, like, I like to, like, put the melodies in and, like, kind of keep, like, a sensual, relaxing moment. Yeah. But then, like, I know people like turnt music as well. Mm. So, I, like, add the turnt parts in there, too, like, in some of my music and some of yeah. my beats. So, like, on this one, you're hearing, like, bass drop and the, the drums kick in. So, let the listeners enjoy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's it. It's good, bro. It's good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I just enjoy. I just enjoy creating. Like I said. Mm. So. Okay, so I want to end with some quick five questions. You ready? Let's get it. Let's do it. Okay, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Biggie or Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> Plead the fill. Hey, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, uh, actually, Tupac. All right, okay, yeah. The reason I picked Tupac, the reason I said I plead the fifth because I played for the New York Giants. Mm. So then I pick, you know, Biggie, and it's like, okay, yeah. like, all right, you fit in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you sound like New York, <laughs> all right? <laughs> but then you pick Tupac, and it's like California, but he's actually from New York. And mm. uh, the reason I would pick Tupac is because he was more versatile. Yeah. So that's something I admire as well, is like being versatile. Yeah. So, like, Tupac, he, like, was in movies, and he mm -hmm. was, like, you know, he danced and he performed yeah. and uh, act and uh, different things like that. So, uh, you know, he had slow songs. And he had gangster songs. Yeah. You know, he had positive songs. He had negative songs. So yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's a little bit of everything. So uh, two great artists, man. But I'm roll with Tupac on that one. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Favorite sports movie? Friday Night Lights. I remember the title. Mm. How did you decide on that awesome flip celebration in the end zone? How did you come about choosing on doing a flip? So I practiced all these different dance moves like the night before my first game or whatever. Mm. Like I knew like 
all right, a touchdown gonna come soon. So I'm practicing these dances. And when I get happy, man, I just like go to the first thing and then the backflip just came out. And I didn't even do the dance that I like had in mind. And I don't even <laughs> remember what it was, but like I know remember how happy I was when I scored that first touchdown. Mm. And that was like what just came out of me. That won't even play. Mm. And my teammates and the fans loved it, so I just kept it going. If you could collab on a track with any music artist in the world, who would it be? Kanye West. Funniest guy in the locker room. Me. You? <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I like that. <laughs> Funniest ever teammate prank you either saw or were involved in that you can say on my show. <laughs> I remember Demontre Moore. Mm -hmm. Remember Demontre Moore? He got mm -hmm. drafted uh, from Texas A&M, I think. Yeah. He came in the locker room and they're trying to rookie him, right? Yeah. And it took the whole defensive line, the whole, <laughs> the whole, D all the DBs and the whole defensive line. And like some miscellaneous guys to like get him uh, <laughs> under control. Yeah, so that was that was funny to see. <laughs> Greatest running back of all time, Jim Brown. And lastly, what's the New York Giants record going to be for the 2020 season? Man, they got a good team. They got a good running back, a good mm -hmm. quarterback. They bringing in some good receivers and got some good veteran receivers already there. They got to make the playoffs. Mm. They got to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, at least I'm not saying they got to like from David. I'm saying with the tools they have, yeah, there's no reason they shouldn't make the playoffs. So I, I see them winning over eight games. David, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate. it. Where can people find you on social media and check out your music as well? Yeah, you can go to SoundCloud.com backslash David E Wilson, or you can also search my Instagram and type it in there, or search David E Wilson music and it'll pop up. I got music on all kinds of platforms: Spotify, Title, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud. All of them. So, like, check me out. Yeah, awesome, man. I'll make sure to leave all your links below so people can uh, yeah. find you. And I also want to let people know I produce and make beats. Hey. So, you want any beats for like podcast or like commercial advertisement, or you want to make a new song? Maybe you want to be the new Kanye West. Mm. I got beats for you. You can yeah. record and uh, we can collab and then we can see how far we can go. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll make sure to leave your links below so people can find you and reach out to you. For sure, for sure. That was my interview with all pro Giants running back and all-round great guy, David Wilson. Make sure to go and follow David across all of his social media accounts and check out his music on all good music streaming services. All the links you need are in the description of this episode. I've got many more great guests coming very soon, so stay tuned right here on Seb Talk Sports. And to take us out as usual, here's another brilliant track by all pro New York Giants running back turned music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Catch you soon, guys.